along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, and with me, all the way from England, missing his Halloween, is Steve Parsons. Hey. Happy Halloween. You're missing your Halloween. Well, because our clock's changed, our Halloween parade, which is on the now. The clock's not changed till after hours. Uh, it's two minutes past seven here in the UK. What the hell happened? I changed last Sunday. That's the weird, because we always change first. No, only in the spring. That's so confusing. There we are. We shouldn't change any clock, just let them stay. Anyway, well, you see, that's why God brought down his weather wrath upon New England. He smited you. Yeah, they uh, did a pretty good job. We don't usually get a, hit that pod and we get cremated. There are some towns where 80% of the people are without power, and that's in Massachusetts, which is, you know, the technological capital of the world. Well, wouldn't it just be like going back to the Amish and the Shaker days? Huh. We have those too, but no, no. They the Amish the Shakers have their, their own just generators. Pull out, just pull out the horse and cart. and They have uh, their own generators. Yeah, you just pull out the horse and cart and go down. Everything's the run by potato batteries. <laughs> go down to the general store, chop some lumber, mm. build a no. cabin. Oh, you don't have to chop any lumber. The wind did that. Yeah, build a cabin. So, anyway... So uh, it's some pretty pretty big trees backing your. I was going to ask you: Do you collect? Do they go around? Kids go around going trick or treating and. and oh yeah, I mean it originated over here, um, and we shipped it to America, and now we're shipping. Well, it so actually, actually, actually originated in Scotland, not really. Um, well, don't tell that to the Irish or the Welsh because they also it's a yeah, ceremony. Yeah, well, it was, it's got, it was it's Scottish not, first, it's, then. No, it's not country specific. It's Celt specific. It's. Uh, you, the the Celtic festival is Samhain, Samhain or Samhain or however you want to pronounce it, Samhain. Um, the Celtic nations that would be Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and parts of France too. Oh, you mean uh, the Celtics? Yeah. Celtics. No, we're not not the Boston team. Celtics. Yeah, no, yeah. not the Boston team. Really? Yeah. Uh, Celtics. Pronounce the same. I am going to standardize this freaking world if it's the last thing I do. Yeah. I am going to be the Authority, the Pope of Grammar, and the I will Trump, the Trumpster. That's what we're going to call you, the Trumpster of the Paranormal. How about that, the Trumpster of the Paranormal? I. That's fine. No, no, not the Paranormal of of vocabulary. Making the Paranormal yeah, great think. again. Hey, our our local um, the British tarot not tarot. There's a T on the end of it. Get it right. Yeah. Tarot. Uh, the British equivalent of Dollar Tree, uh, aka Poundland has seemed to have bought up the entire stock of leftover Make Trump, Make America Great Again, Trump Red Baseball Caps. Cool. How bizarre is that? What did you say? I have no clue what you just came out of your mouth. The UK equivalent of Dollar Tree, a.k.a. Poundland, has seemingly bought up the entire stock of Red Make America Great Again, ex-Donald Trump campaign baseball caps. Oh, How freaking bizarre is that? You have to get me one. 
<laughs> I I already have. Oh, good, good. Uh, but they've got the campaign buttons. Um, really? Don- Donald Trump wigs, foam bricks for building walls. They seem to have bought up the old campaign material. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's very, very bizarre over here. Anyway, continuing. So, because we, before we, you came on the air, you invent Halloween. You were talking uh, about, about, you're talking about um, uh, Halloween, and I asked you if you would have a trick or trick. I know you live out in the, the boonies, and uh, so I didn't know if they would still make the trip. Well, we, we've had some, some of the youngsters around already, the very little ones, the... Yeah. Uh, uh, at the moment, because obviously the boys are out at the Lantern Parade. Um, What's have the Lantern this, Parade? Well, they have the, it's led by a giant um, puppet skeleton lantern that's about oh, cool. 25 feet high, and it's sort of operated by four or five people. And then for the last month, um, um, all of the local towns and villages have been making lanterns, so there's probably about 5,000-plus lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they parade through through uh, the town of Haverford West from the castle, and then they go out to a large uh, assembly area in the fields, and uh, they burn something. They burn something, uh, a witch, or yeah, a witch, or a politician, or yeah, whatever. Uh, which, is going, which is going on as we speak. So of course everything's quite quiet now because all of the the children, uh, etc., from around and about are down in, down there at the moment, falling asleep. Uh, uh, no, uh, the boys are uh, going hyper over sugar over. There. Yeah, the boys have gone dressed as Ghostbusters in their costumes. Is they right? Yeah, they're dressed as Ghostbusters in oh. their Ghostbuster costumes with their backpacks and uh, the whole garden. Um, we've got the graveyard in the front garden, which has been expanded. There's been several more deaths. I noticed that looks very good. There's been some more deaths in the in the area this year. Um, and uh, the house is suitable. I don't think there's a room in the house that doesn't have a Halloween decorations in it. You know, when I pass, you can take my ship my body over there, and uh, I can cool. enjoy your uh, your uh, decorations. And indeed, you'd be most welcome. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but of course, I mean, you have to this, get me this, a baseball cap, you know. So uh, I'll bring it with me when I come over in, uh, yeah. next year. But uh, no, no, I need a baseball cap for my body when it's in your graveyard. I'll just well, yeah, we'll get a stone one carved. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, I thought it was going to be a skeletal, you know. And oh, yeah, if you want to do that, we can keep you above ground. Do a little dance. and It will be a pleasure. We can animate you and put you above yeah. ground. Give you a baseball cap and yeah. there you go. Yeah, you can do that. Make me speak funny. Le- learn to speak proper English properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, returning good. to the subject, uh, because it is an annual holiday, although, I mean, it has become... Um, it was always secondary um, over here to the one that follows on November the 5th, Bonfire Night, which is a celebration or the commemoration of the failed gunpowder plot, uh, which took place in 16... Do you know why that's such a big deal? Uh, well, I mean, to celebrate the, the only man who ever entered, politi- entered the British House of Parliament with an honest intent, but... Um, uh, no, it, the, actually, it was the, the, it was the Protestant's way of... Uh, getting back at the Catholics, because he was Catholic, and uh, that's, they wanted to... Guy Fawkes. Huh? Fawkes. Yeah, Guy Fawkes and the the, um, the Catholic... Uh, well, they were traitors. They they tried to blow up uh, King James I, who was right. uh, the successor to Elizabeth I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the plot was foiled at the last minute by a letter sent to Lord Mount Eagle. 
which warned him and, uh, to not to attend Parliament um, on November the 5th, uh, the state opening of Parliament. Um, the, he obviously went to um, the King, and a search of the Houses of Commons uh, resulted and the gunpowder plot, where there were £4,000 of gunpowder packed yeah. with the, the, houses of Parliament, the old Houses of Parliament. That would have been a nice explosion. It would have been a fairly big one. Um, but it was foiled, and uh, they were eventually rounded up. Some were, most were killed. Those who survived uh, capture were later hanged, drawn, and quartered, which is pretty gruesome, but was a typical traitor's death. Yeah, 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 it's a typical they traitor's They would hang them until they were nearly dead, and mm-hmm. then they would let them down, and then whilst they were still alive and their eyes were open, they would be slit from navel to through the chest cavity. Their entrails would be taken out and burned before their eyes. Mm-hmm. Their heart would be re- uh, ripped out, and then they would be chopped into four quarters, which were sent to the uh, four parts of the uh, different parts of the kingdom as a deterrent to other um wrongdoers and miscreants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that anymore, unfortunately. So that was always the one, and it's it's commemorated with bonfires upon which an effigy of Guy Fawkes is placed. Um, Now, that was always the one, but it's become politically somewhat incorrect in in the last decade. Oh, give Um, me a break. Well, I mean, I bought those boys' masks for nothing. Uh, Primarily because of the Animal Brigade, actually, because you've got all these whinging... In fact, I'm going to come on to a political rant in a minute, because for for about a decade, um, you've had all these animal lovers going, oh, cats and dogs don't like like the noise of fireworks. Oh, it's banned fireworks, because cats and dogs don't like them. Seriously? Yeah. Um, Now... Okay, so now we're allowed to have fireworks. We can still buy them, and um, we can we can still have them. But they're they're more heavily restricted these days, and people are encouraged to go to large public uh, events. Now today on Facebook, unbelievably, I saw two posts by people saying it's Halloween. Um, your pets might not like it. What to do when strangers come knocking at your door and there's all these scary lights? Drug them. Drug, yeah, drug the bloody animal rights idiots. I mean, we have had over the years quite a, a you know a menagerie of cats and dogs as pets, and I've never seen a single one worried by fireworks. And I have. I I don't I've well, never had my personally, but I know my brother's dog hated fireworks, and I and I believe Anne's dog's the same way too. She yeah, but I mean, a, you know, how do they cope with thunderstorms and other natural noises? They don't. Exactly. So one night a year, they can get on with it. Okay. You know, fireworks have been around 400 years. Your average dog, 15 years if you're lucky. 400 years? Nah, 15 if you're lucky. Getting a new dog. Um, 400 years fireworks? I thought it was much older than that. uh, Well, for... Chinese, right? No, I'm talking about as a a commemorative day. Oh, okay. Uh, November the 5th. It's, it's, I mean, you know, we, we used to have fireworks in the garden and the, you know, the community bonfire and it was a big day you know we uh, families would gather and you would have a firework night or bonfire night party 
And um, Hall- uh, Halloween was a lesser one. We never used to have pumpkins in the UK. Traditionally, we always used to do it with turnips. Jack o' lanterns, We made jack o' lanterns, but we made them out of turnips rather than pumpkins. They're relatively. That's unique. originally what they were made of. Yeah, well, we well up until you know fifteen years ago, that's what you did in here. But now we started to the big supermarkets have started to import pumpkins and and indeed grow them over here. Um, but the the, the 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 celebration of Halloween um, certainly started this side of the Atlantic um, and was uh, you know a Celtic celebration of Samhain or whatever you want to say it, when people would light bonfires, wear costumes to ward off ghosts, and in fact you know it was Pope Gregory sticks it right in top of All Saints Day as a way of sort of squashing the the pagans, um, so. It goes, you know, so it's been around for 2,000 years. Now, America, I, I, you know, since I've been coming over there, particularly in the fall, you know, you see uh, America has taken the Halloween festival and over the hills and far away and made it large. And with, with sort of globalization and commercialization, uh, some of our big, one of our big supermarket chains is actually a subsidiary of Walmart. And they have started, you know, about 10 years ago, they started to import a lot of the American uh, Halloween decorations. And, you know, it's really caught on. It's caught on in a big way because it's it's obviously popular um, with those who don't like bonfire night. Although, weirdly, a lot of uh, Halloween celebrations in the UK end with a giant bonfire or a burning of a wicker man. In fact, that's happening later tonight. Um... Uh, there's a, an Iron Age village. Um, it's a recreation on an original site built on the original foundations of a Celtic Iron Age village, uh, two two and a half thousand year old site, and they're having a big a big uh, commemoration, uh, which ends with the burning of a wicker man. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, so that's what happens here in the UK. Where the candy? I mean, trick or treat is is quite interesting because. Uh, nowadays, in fact, our local police sent out a, a warning tweet uh, a few days ago reminding people that treats are fine, but tricks are banned. Um, or yeah, tricks yeah, yeah. are likely to get you into trouble. And of course, you went to somebody's uh, pr- property and you said trick or treat. And if they didn't reward you, you would throw eggs at the property or tip flour over the property or you would do something. <laughs> inconvenient but not damp not permanently damaging uh, but now apparently anybody found doing that uh, will be subject to criminal prosecution uh, one thing that the modern generation don't seem to do and in fact uh, quite a lot of the youngsters don't don't even seem to know about it is a tradition that I grew up with and certainly my generation grew up with which was bobbing or ducking for apples. Um, and we actually high... talked about that last night at Dining with the Dead. Uh, I brought that up about how it was there, and and of course the big tradition, of course, is if you take an apple peel and throw it over your left uh, shoulder, it'll give you the initial of the person that you're going to marry. So there you go. Cool. Well, this this 
thing about bobbing for apples, it was it was kind of the highlight of the night for us as kids. You know, a big basin or bowl of water was filled up and apples were placed in it and hands were tied behind backs and we had to sort of fish these things out of the water with, with our mouths. Um, this actually dates back to the Romans um, and has nothing to do with the Celts. And it was actually the day of or a commemoration of Pomona, who was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And it was a... Uh, a commemoration or a celebration of uh, the harvest and of prosperity and for, you know, uh, future prosperity of the crops. Uh, but bobbing for apples or ducking for apples was, was one of the great highlights of the old Halloween, um, which we don't seem to... It seems to have one of the things with the replacement of the American Halloween uh, mm. seems to have gone by the wayside. But Halloween, you know, truly is big over here. Now, there are, this year, um, there has probably been a 10% increase in the number of houses that they've decorated. Um, you know, they've decorated the yards and gardens or of, yeah, you know, the windows. And year on year, that, that number is definitely increasing. So, um, but <laughs> if you go into any of our stores and shops, you would never know it was Halloween. That finished... Uh, in fact, all of the stores were discounting their Halloween goods at the weekend, um, and every store now is decorated for Christmas. You've got Christmas music, you've got Christmas trees, you've got Christmas lights and baubles everywhere. You know, we, we seem to have skipped right through fall and gone straight for the midwinter. There'll be Easter eggs in the stores by Wednesday. That's good. That's, that's what I like. So, anyways, uh, on the show, we actually have a brand new teller of Curious Tales. We do. <coughs> because you and, play uh, <laughs> What's that? Because you wouldn't let me play it last week. Well, we had the mega show that was three nights, and uh, so I guess we could play it now if you'd like. Yeah, we could, and then I, I'm going to continue with my history of Halloween. With oh, Halloween. you're still going to go with that? I'm so well, sorry. The next Halloween. section is Halloween comes to America. No, and it starts in that. colonial New England. No, well, you can keep that. I just went through all that last night in Maryland. Like, so boring. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Listen, I can't be at my Halloween celebration. All right, fine, go on. With so you I want to do Halloween we'll on there. The, we'll play the Tower of Curious Carry on, carry on. Right. We'll play the teller and the Curious Tales in the second half. So carry on. How did how did Halloween get the freaking of her? Shit! How did that stop? <laughs> hey! <laughs> I, after what? I just cowhated to Steve and no, no. played that. That was a good intro. I, actually, interestingly, uh, according to Facebook, this year is the first year in seventy years. That uh, Halloween falls on Friday the 13th. Do you know how many people fell for that one? I have no idea what you're even talking a about. A lot. Um, anyway, so after we'd invented All Hallows Eve or Halloween or Samhain or Al Hallamas. Uh, Actually, it started in Europe, but we won't even go there. We are in Europe, Rob. Some of, the, some of the other traditions, of course, was you just didn't get candy. You actually had choreographed dances and songs that you had to sing before you would get rewarded. Wasn't that Busby Berkeley? No, that was in Europe. That's oh. you got to work for you. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are lots of other Celtic nations and in, in, or Celtic groups of Celtic peoples around Europe. You know, they were in France and Spain, along the Atlantic coast, you know, from uh, way up north to way down south. So. 
it, it, there are variations. Uh, in the old Middle English, it was called Alhalla Messa, uh, or All Hallows That's Eve. Spanish. But um, we shipped it to the USA. Um, obviously, when we started to colonise the United, the uh, actually it was America. the Irish, but that's all right. No, the Irish claim it, but it's not the no, Irish. Claim, the Irish, the Irish, the Irish claim, claim many things. We're predominantly an Irish nation, anyways. You know that. Yeah. Oh, we get all our good stuff from the Irish when they came over here with the great potato farming. Yeah. 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 Carry on. Yeah, the Irish claim many things, including. Um, wasn't there a lineal descent, uh, Irish descent of President Obama when he wasn't Kenyan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, it began actually in colonial New England, uh, but it began in Maryland um, and spread through the southern colonies. It was actually called Maryland in the United States. Well, she wasn't Queen Mary, Marie. No, it was Maryland. Oh, so, uh, just to Mary, that, Mary like, you know, you like to correct me with your proper okay. So, it began in that state that was named after Queen Mary. <laughs> Not Queen Mary the first either, um, the wife of Charles or uh, somebody or other. Oh, get on with it! Anyway, <laughs> um, but again, you, you changed it, because the beliefs of the different European ethnic groups changed, uh, mixed, mixed and actually blended with the American Indians. And this distinctly strange version of Halloween began to emerge because it gets mixed up with your end of year sort of uh, harvest celebrations as well. And the first celebrations included, according to this uh, American site, play parties, public events held to celebrate the neighbor, uh, the harvest, where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, and as you said before, dance and sing, and were duly rewarded. Um, and always featured ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds. Um, and it wasn't until, really until the middle of the 19th century that uh, these annual uh, ha uh, Halloween celebrations started to spread. And by the second half of the 19th century, uh, as new immigrants, a second wave, especially the Irish, fleeing the potato famine, uh, began to popularize the celebration of uh, Halloween in the USA. And Americans took, took, I mean, I know from personal experience how much Americans like to dress up. And it was no, no, um, no surprise to discover that the Americans began to dress up in costumes. And actually, it's like GoFundMe. They went from house to house asking for money uh, or food um, that was a, develop, a derivative of the trick-or-treat tradition, which was exported from uh, the Welsh. Uh, trick-or-treat comes from, a Wel from the Welsh culture. Uh, young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or the appearance of their future husbands by doing tricks. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein tried that, didn't he? With yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. Apple pairings, as you said before, with this spelling the name. And by the late 1800s, um, America began to mould Halloween into the holiday that we now see today, uh, made it about community, neighbourly get-togethers, um, ghosts, pranks and witchcraft. So um, apparently parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of the Halloween celebration. Mm-hmm. And by the 1920s and 1930s, it had all but died out, except for a few community-centred parades. Oh, that's a shame. There you go. But it was brought back in the 1950s. Uh, 
There's one tradition I've never heard of, uh, which you might be able to enlighten me of, which is the American Halloween tradition of eating soul cakes. Never heard of The distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church. You should stop reading the internet. It's not good for you. I'm reading, actually, an American historian writing about uh, American folklore. Some crap he doesn't know about. No, it's not. I'm using the computer, um, but I'm actually reading from an e-book. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, okay, so there you go. So, okay, perfect. Anything else? No, apparently they were a sugary concoction made of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg, which you ate before bed, and she would dream about her future husband. And women yeah. tossed apple peel, though you've already said that, or peered at the yolks of eggs floating in bowls of water and stood naked in a mirror in a darkened room, holding right. candles, looking over their shoulders. <laughs> uh, you actually have to throw uh, salt over your left shoulder as you walk, and then you're, you're, you will appear in the mirror. Yeah, so. Yeah. There's one for Spirit Quest next year now. This guy is. I, I like. What's that? One for Spirit Quest next year. We'll go over to Lucille's Cottage again. We'll get that same mirror, um, a bowl, some egg yolks, and get them to stand naked in front of the mirror, holding a candle and looking over the shoulder. I like the uh, the uh, amusement ride in Japan they made for the haunted houses, where you uh, you actually get to lay in a coffin and they they simulate cremation. I'm thinking of doing that for Spirit Quest next year. Well, it beats burying them. I mean, most haunted tried that stunt, didn't they? And then. It was Ian Lawman buried himself, or, or said he buried himself. Yeah, we've talked about that before. About six months. Sadly, yeah. he took him up yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we've, yeah. got a, we've got a Most Haunted Live tonight as well. That'll be exciting. Oh, do you really? Yeah, that'll be like watching paint dry. Oh, where, where are they? They're going to be, do you know? No, no, it's on television. What do you mean it's on television? But where, what location will they be? Uh, no idea. Oh, because so I can't they, be they don't give you a trailer look. or anything? Uh, well, I presume they do. I just can't be bothered to look. Really? You can't be bothered? Uh, no, not really. You know, currently. Why is that? Well, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really do anything for me. You know, just call me old-fashioned and just call me a fuddy-duddy, but, you know, it's, it's just more of the same, isn't it? What we need is an innovative paranormal show, one where... Nothing happened. I actually hear that they're working on one. Uh, they're working on several ghosts. That, that, that death, I uh, heard that there's going to be a pilot or something in January that's um, going to be the revolutionized ghost hunting on TV. I, th- I think there was some mention of it on the internet a while back. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, details are, are very sketchy. But Ghost Chasers is back. Uh, do you remember we had the two boys on earlier uh, this year um, after I was forced to interview them at the ASAP um, event? They're doing it again? They're still, yeah, they're doing another series with um, the men with beards hunt for ghosts. Um, so that's uh, Chris and um, Paul and Ian Lawman uh, wandering around looking for ghosts. Well, that sounds really using, using, interesting. Using iPhone apps. Sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A similar effect can be, of course, obtained by going to your local DIY store and getting a litre of uh, gloss paint. Slapping it on a piece of uh, plywood and watching it dry. Oh, there's the music. We gotta go. 
So anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Thanks, everybody. I, well, maybe you're still watching, I, listening. I have no clue. Uh, which Steve Parsons are on co-op right here on Pararex and uh, I told you that. And I don't know wherever else we are. We'll be back after the following messages, maybe. Welcome to Tokinet. Radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky. The Parax family. The shows are paranormal. Not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. The Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parax family. Happy Halloween and welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles, sure, the international edition. The short one without Marla Brooks and the blonde bombshell. So it's just me, the gold standard in ghost dancing, and the venerable Van Helsing over in New England. Uh, and what's we, the hell is that? You, you're venerable. What, what is this Scottish witch died 300 years ago? Well, I was just going to say, this is the today is the day when. Um, a forensic artist working alongside a BBC historical program has done a... And why are you uh, posting on that page that belongs in our other page? Well, you put the post onto the other one then. I've done half of it for you. The University of Dundee, they have... have to do work. They have done a forensic recreation um, of Lilius Aidy, who was summoned to court in 1704 in the Scottish town of Torryburn, Fifeshire, where she lived, after being accused of witchcraft. Um, and she told the court how the devil had come to her before sunset on a sultry, 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 July oh. evening three years ago. And he took her behind a pile of wheat sheaves, put one hand on the crown of the head, the other on the soles of her feet, and asked her to renounce her baptism, followed which they had sex. His what? embrace... It's like Harvey Weinstein. 
the devil was Harvey Weinstein back then. His embraces, she told the court, were cold and not very satisfactory. His skin was cold, his colour black and pale. He had a hat on his head, and his feet were cloven like the feet of a of young they were, cow. They always are. Uh, so unsatisfactory, apparently, was the sex that they met again and again and again by moonlight. I was just trying to get it right, that's all. Yeah. She died uh, in prison before she could be tried, and her body was buried in the mudflats around a vi- village with a large stone placed on top um, in order to prevent her from getting up and wandering about. Yeah, it happens all the time. So, anyway... Um, Eventually, a uh, hundred years or so later, she was dug up, she escaped, um, or some enterprising locals dug her up, um, surprised too. and the skull was photographed extensively, and so, based upon the, uh, the skull, a facial reconstruction has been done um, of this Scottish witch, um, and actually, she looks um, uh, really rather a sweet old lady. I wouldn't say that. Well, she hardly looks sort of scary. She and looks evil to me. No. I can't, yeah. Well, all well, I old, all old right. people are evil. Don't you know that? I, well, you're old. You would I, I, I can't Trust comment. me, I know. Oh, I know you know. You've been around for long enough. I mean, you probably knew this woman. I posted on the proper page, by the way. That's the good. actual people radio know page. What we're where people about. go to look at stuff that we actually put Nobody on. goes there anymore. Yeah, I'm so, I hate to say it, it keeps growing, so that's I the know, one thing that does grow. So anyways, because uh, I thought, you know, it, it was topical, it was in the news alongside... Yeah, um, that, was, that was really interesting. Alongside uh, a body-snatching fungus and a giant frog, um, a giant frog, an, an idea to fro- farm giant frogs was a failure. Mm-hmm. So, there we are. So we we have uh, a request uh, from a, a listener. So yeah, we have lights, <laughs> and I, I don't know how to answer this, and uh, so I, I figure we'll we can put it out there that somebody in our uh, listening audience of six people know, then uh, they can answer. It says I listen to a lot of your podcasts, and I've a massive personal interest in anyone who who. You who you have ever had on your show, or who met, who may have had a physical sighting or interaction with an orb, not specks of minuscule dust, or an actual substantial orb of any color, whether or not it is elaborate, its size, or not being whatever during witnessing, uh, what unexpected thing did it? Before it left, have you had any podcasts on this? Have you ever heard a story of a similar event uh, that that you have dismissed? This is interesting. Even must be talking about you. Even if stretched longer to the breaking point, I'd be interested. I know many messages you get. Well, maybe one or two a year, but uh, any direction would uh, be great. So, did you see that one before? Uh, I did. Um... Uh, and you chose to ignore it, I assumed, right? Uh, no, I hadn't. I've, we've had a very busy week here because it's a school well, holiday. This is back October 12th, so that was yeah. three months ago. Yeah, well, if you remember, on October the 12th, I was uh, mid-Atlantic. No, that's not my problem, is it? Yeah, no. Well, it is so anyway, because you were uh, the reason I was mid-Atlantic. 
Mm. So, anyways, uh... yeah. So, if you, if if any of our listeners, if any of the six listeners have had a, an, a, a, an encounter with a substantive orb, not the dust or the insects in the well, game. I'm not sure what that is, but I have had uh, encounters with orbs personally. So, uh... I got stung by a bee last year. That doesn't count. It's it not would do if it was dark. If it lit up or something, it would. But well, it, if it taken a picture of it with a camera flash. Well, I'm sorry, you didn't take a picture of it. So, woulda, coulda, shoulda doesn't cut it. Oh, getting stung by a bee. You're right. Uh, having an off. You claim it's an off, but can't be if it didn't take a picture. If you didn't take a picture, it doesn't exist. <sighs> of course it doesn't exist That's if you don't take a picture. Awesome. So, I, I did I did have a, uh, a uh, an encounter with a orb, a visual orb that I could see, and actually chased it through, uh, I don't know how to describe it, a hidden passage in, at the Hooten Mansion for quite a, a ways before it disappeared. So there you go. Well, that's it. That's it. Wow. That's the only interaction I had. I chased an orb. Now, there, are, there are lots of videos where mediums claim, and I believe if you go on to look up the uh, Orb Project, I believe it's called, uh, you, you can see quite extensive uh, videos on mediums uh, actually communicating with Orbs and, and uh, you know, doing things on command with Orbs. So, I mean, if you're really interested in this yeah. Orb stuff, then I recommend the Orb Project. Uh, it's, it, that's be the bit one that uh, would tickle your fancy, I'm sure. So uh, a, book, a book that I actually have on the shelf. What's that? I actually have the book of the film the video of yeah, the old project. Yeah, I have it too. Um, what, a, what, a, what a dreadful series of misperceptions and misunderstandings that turned out to be. Only your point of view. By, by, by a man who ought yeah, to have known better, claims to have a PhD in are, science and works for NASA. There are many people who believe in that stuff and uh, are quite, uh, you know, uh, smitten by it. So, uh, you know, well, there's lots opinion. of people who they believe have their the opinions. So. There's lots of people who believe the Earth is flat. It doesn't make it any right. flatter. That's it, their opinion. Yeah, it doesn't make it the right. Yeah, but an opinion does not represent truth or no. reality. No. And and it's their reality. Yeah, it's their reality. Mm-hmm. Um, in in terms of your assault, which we do every time that the orb is mentioned, by where, you say, by, where you say, I, I poo-poo the orb. Um, I poo-poo the orb. No, you say, I poo-poo the orb. You don't poo-poo the orb. You're an orb believer. No, you don't poo-poo the orb. I poo-poo the orb. Oh, you I'm, poo-poo the orb. I'm confused. Carry on. Uh, I, I, just to clarify yet again, the, the research that was done to look at the phenomena of the orb as it appeared on the, on a modern generation, specifically... I've just been informed we have seven listeners now, so there you go. Uh, but sp- not, uh, you know, specifically, but not entirely related to digital photography. Um, it, 
And we're, also, we're talking about visual sightings, uh, Mr. Yeah, but uh, it did. It, yeah, but there, there were also yeah, phenomena. You know, when you start I'm, saying but, 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 that means. I'm that, saying but, 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 because you're interrupting me. No, no, you're There are also a class of. It's called backpedaling. No, I'm not. There are also a class of visual phenomena that are well known to ophthal- opticians and to ophthalmic surgeons and to ophthalmic yeah. physicians. And seen them on, on days in the day however the research it. the research that uh, absolutely demonstrated that the phenomena caught on camera is non-paranormal did not relate to all classes of light anomalies because they have pre-existed the camera there are others that are obviously medical and right. psychological psychophysical phenomena and there are some which are still not fully explained right. which which the art project does a good job in explaining no they don't the old project well project. they do in their their point of view they um, do. well they don't because he specifically talks about the fact that he tried taking some pictures in a dust-free like you know a clean room environment and then he then he gives the, the the actual figures for how clean the clean room was and when you actually look at the numbers the place was full of dust it was a very low-grade dust you know clean room um, not not sort of, you know, one of these super um, ultra-clean rooms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he said, oh... So it would be someone to feel work, I guess you would be telling me. Uh, no, it was... It, his claim was flawed because he hadn't done his basic maths properly. And you can't claim somewhere's clean when it just isn't. You know, well, there are, there are of, degrees of clean. There are, exactly, there are degrees of clean room, and what he didn't state was the you know the classes of clean room he he gave the distinct impression that orbs cannot appear, appear in this absolute dust free environment because it it was a clean room in factual fact it wasn't a fully dust free environment it was a clean room as opposed to a dust free environment they are they are yeah, different, clean, different classification he did he absolutely did room. and that was that was the whole basis of his claim for proof that he'd taken these, oh, and his wacky girlfriend used to talk to them. You know, exactly, right. and, and they would respond to her. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, they, yeah, they could, yeah. they could uh, you know, I, I mean, re- even... You, you read I mean, it and were impressed, I read it, and... Dead Famous, the, the famous TV show. Which, yeah, I remember uh, that. Patrick Burns and, uh, not Patrick Burns, uh, what's his name? The guy invented the K2 meter. Yeah. Uh, Dale Porter. What is Chris Moon? Well, Gail Porter and Chris Moon, wasn't it? No, not Chris Moon. It is Gail Porter, the porn star. Uh, but also, uh, <coughs> what the heck was his name? Oh, he's a medium. Ah, yeah, I, I hate that. Somebody in the chat room, quick. Who was the, who was the co-host with Gail Porter on uh, Dead Famous? Dead Famous. Chris Fleming. Chris Fleming. That's the fella. Chris Fleming. He was the one Chris who was talking, talking to... Uh, to uh, uh, the K2 meter with yeah. the great response. And, People yeah. believe that's paranormal, too. Uh, yeah, they, they do. And uh, I remember there are many shows where he would say, oh, take a picture. I feel a spirit right here on my, my hand. Do you know how many, t- do you know how many times we him say that and there's nothing there? <laughs> Excuse me? There are lots of times when a medium says that and there's nothing there. There are lots of times when a medium takes that and an orb will appear. That doesn't mean the orb's paranormal. It's called... Uh-huh. It's called uh-huh. I, you and I were at Ham- Hammond Castle and uh, you sat down on the spot where... I was like to say Hammond Castle. 
where Hammond um, used to roast mediums in the Faraday cage and leave scorch marks all over the floor. Oh, which only, sadly, only toast them a little, not roast. Which sadly, well, sadly they seem to have cleaned up the scorch marks. Yeah, I know. I was surprised with that. You know, I, I, when I got back to the UK, I looked at the photographs that we got from the previous visit, and I was absolutely looking in the right place, and they've gone. Well, maybe it was paranormal. Or maybe somebody set to with uh, brush and bottle of bleach peroxide. But they've gone. Yeah. So I think we have a teller of Curious Tales. We do. Should we play it, Steve? I think we ought to. Let's play our teller of Curious Tales, then. Tonight, I, the teller of Curious Tales, open my book once again and bring you strange and unusual stories, true stories, stranger than any fiction ever written. Listen to the teller of Curious Tales. Do you believe in the devil? When man lived in caves, long before he could write, he scraped crude pictures on the walls of his home. Among these uncouth drawings, we find sketches of demons and devils, for the belief in the evil spirit, in Satan, dates back to the dawn of mankind. It's a universal belief too, for wherever we find human life, we find this belief. The devil may go by a thousand names, but his description is the same in China, in Iceland, in Timbuktu, or right in our own backyard. Dante says in describing him, Ah, what a fierce cruelty his look bespake. In act how bitter he did seem, with wings buoyant outstretched, and feet of nimble's tread. His shoulder, proudly eminent and sharp, was with a sinner charged. By his horn she held him, the foot sinew gripping fast. The gong strikes. My time is up. The teller of curious tales has closed his book. But on my next visit, I'll bring you other stories, curious tales, strange beliefs. Until then, sleep tight. <laughs> hey, what's, that reminds me about the... Uh, where's the dislike? laugh? What happened to his laugh? He used to have that great laugh at the end. <laughs> That well, reminds me of the dyslexic um, devil worshipper who sold his soul to Santa. Yeah, that's as bad as old as I am, sorry. I know. Yeah. I couldn't resist it. Though. That was a shorty. Because, yeah, it was, really. I was, well, I was the, hoping to you know, go to the bathroom or something. But well, the, re- the reason that they come in at different lengths is that we're doing them one story per episode. However, they were originally designed to be three per show. Oh, how do you um, know that? Because I bought the scripts. Yeah, um, no, but how, how do you know that? Does it say because it was written on the top of each script. He, oh, what, no, yeah, that's why I was curious. Yeah. I mean, I what, the, what, the teller, what the teller is actually doing, in, what we're doing is we're dividing... Uh, there, are th- there are 250 stories, um, and they're di- they're, they were presented in blocks of three or four um, in the original broadcasts, whenever and wherever they were done in the USA. Mm-hmm. Um but that would take so up 15 Was that in blocks of four, or were they just supposedly four per broadcast? Uh, there were 
between three to four per broadcast. So the teller would would last. But not necessarily in a in a block. Well, the teller the teller was slated to last. Um, each episode was slated to last um, fifteen to twenty minutes with ads. So we're using one story rather than one episode. Uh, so we're, we we will encounter very short ones occasionally, which are obviously put in there to make the time, you know, Go show run to time. So that was an interesting one. The devil looks the same in Tibet yeah. with China. Yeah, yeah, and he's in. Well, I got a bit of a shock. Your backyard too, not mine. Yeah, backyard. Yeah. Glad he said yours, not mine. He's under that boat. No, nothing like it. Just the gnomes and the little fairies. That's all right then. My Irish fairies. That's all right then. So there you go. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, it's Halloween, and people are out there uh, tulipating properties. Do they do that in the UK? Uh, no, they throw eggs and flour at properties in the UK. Oh, flour, that's different. Eggs are it's pretty standard. But, oh, uh, in fact, if you, I don't know if the mic's picking it up, but there's a grang of, gang of trick-or-treaters um, currently yelling and screaming. And... Do you hear that? Yes, I can. <laughs> They've encountered the graveyard. <laughs> ah, good. So obviously they're, they're they're starting to file back from the lantern parade uh-huh. and uh, start to do the door to door thing. Oh, I hope there's someone at your door, or else they're gonna egg your house. Uh, no, there's a big, 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 uh, well guarded by a skeleton, a different skeleton, a little, a littler skeleton bowl of treats for them all. They don't just take them off. Um, they did last year. Did they really? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> came along, they scooped a lot, but this year we, we bought some spares, so uh, I've been checking them regularly. They scooped them all, huh? Yeah, somebody, I think it was the, the older kids came along and scooped them It was them probably, all. you know, probably some American was out there for a visiting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the first lot, uh, the entire bowl disappeared in one in one visit last time. So, we were, <laughs> so oh, thank you, Mr. Parsons. Yeah, so this year we've um, we've taken taken some steps and some precautions and some extra treats for the, for the youngsters so that nobody goes without. Yeah. I always decorate my house. I put... Uh, Bob wire and searchlights on it, and, cows and uh, dogs in the yard, and that works pretty good. Uh, they, they, it scares the hell out of trick or treaters, you know, so it serves its purpose. here in the UK who put up notices saying no trick or treaters, do not knock on the door. There you go. I think now, do, you have, do you have the tradition, like in, in the United States, if you don't want to give them out, you just shut all the lights out in your house? Um. It's not a tradition. I think you get a few people that, that hide behind the curtains or behind the sofa and refuse to enter the door. But uh, to be honest, I mean, the kids don't tend to do it on their own. Um, you know, the kids tend to because for, for obvious reasons, safety reasons. And the fact that we live in the country where the, there are very few pavements and sidewalks, so the kids you know, have to be watched on the roads and across the roads. Um, so the parents tend to be with them. Yeah, I, you know where I live, Steve, and, and yeah. I remember when my son was, was really little, uh, I, uh, I took him out trick-or-treating uh, when he was, you know, old enough, and in my neighborhood, like, the houses are, like, uh, we don't get too many kids around, so I remember we went to one little house in the street, and uh, they absolutely had nothing, so they, they stuck their hands in the cookie jar and uh, came up with a handful of cookies. There you go, well, that- you know, back in the day, that was what you got. You got, you know, a Kit Kat or some cookies or 
Um, you know, something small, but nowadays, you know, most of the supermarkets sell big tubs of um, small sweets uh, yeah. that, that, that you can candy. Yeah, it, it's very, uh, right now, it's, it, it's uh, you know, you, you get your, it's all planned out. In other words, if you're going to go trick-or-treating, okay, you wouldn't go trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. You'd go into, like, Parker Village, whereas there are upper echelon houses, and there's quite a few together, so you can get your maximum buck for uh, trick-or-treating, and you go from house to house. You know, you ship the kids in there and, uh, you know, clean them people out and load them all up in another neighborhood. But did you ever actually do any tricks, or was it all treating? Uh, myself? No, not really, no. Uh, as, a, as a youngster, we used to play tricks, but as I said before, they've they've now been um, uh, spoken out against. In a no, I just wanted the candy. I really didn't care too much about the evil powers that be have spoiled this idea of, of tricks. Now, the, I just said, you know, the tricks were never bad tricks. They were mm-hmm. just an inconvenience. You know, you would you would throw a small bag of flour or perhaps an egg mm-hmm. uh, at somebody's house. It, it wasn't, you know, it caused no damage, it caused no real harm, but that now is listed under the, the um, banner of criminal damage. Underneath the, uh, the uh, treasonous uh, sale yeah. act. Uh, what, do you, what do you call that act you have in the, in the UK? Treason? Yeah, but don't they have an act, a special act that's got like three or four names? Uh, no? We probably do. We've got lots of acts. Uh, oh, whatever. But, uh, speaking I mean, about it's, speaking it's, have you for criminal damage, which uh, I think is ludicrous in the extreme. It's, it's, speaking about that, uh, uh, trick or treating, uh, how is the uh, exit from uh, Beckwitz or in, from Europe going? Um, <laughs> well, it's more of a trick than a treat. Oh, really? Uh, well, we've got a government who, who are inept and uh, couldn't negotiate their way out of a wet paper bag. And um, yeah, Europe are not playing ball. They seem to have forgotten who saved their sorry asses last time, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Oh, yeah, United States. Yeah, right. And um, it's only because the fact that Britain held on to allow the United States to eventually join. Oh, yeah. yeah. You allow this, like you allow this to leave your well, uh, little commonwealth that you had. Yeah. Well, we drove your yeah. troops out. No, 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 that was the Empire. Whatever Empire Commonwealth, it's all the same. But um, to return to Lots the, of grandeur. Yeah, to return to the subject, Brexit, like all negotiations and like all politics uh, involving politicians, always looks like it, it, it. It's the British thing. It looks like a disaster, but it'll always come come right in the end. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, we've just about uh, run out of time. I guess we've got about three minutes or so. Anything you've got coming up there that you want to pitch? Besides no, your I, no, I'm waiting for the builders to go. I'm waiting for the kids to go back to school and I can get back to um, back to work on the book, back to work on the guidebook for um, how to be a ghost hunter. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. But what no, I need a guidebook for that, Steve. I, I, I was just saying that the other day to myself. Well, oh, I wish cool there was a guy talking book for how to be a ghost hunter. I was well, saying that. There you go. Um, one cool thing is because next year is the 90th anniversary of Borley Rectory, the commencement of the investigation. If you remember, Harry Price produced a guide to uh, for the investigators yeah, the Blue Book. called Blue Book. And um, the Society of Psychical Research 
uh, are considering my idea of using the blue book cover um, and you know as a basis for the cover for the new guidebook, um, blue book two. Trick or treat! Yeah, trick or treat as a commemorative of Bully. And the first, because Price wrote the very first guidebook for, or handbook for, investigations. Uh, some pa- some of which is still relevant to this very day. Did um, you ever think of uh, issuing a commemorative uh, blue book uh, edition? Uh, well, it's all, uh, no, they haven't. But, of course, Price uh, reproduced it himself in his own book on Borley. Um, he, he produced a... He reproduced the contents of the Blue Book as one of the appendices to the most haunted house in England. Uh, there has been, there was a facsimile copy of the Blue Book, which was made in the 1950s in a very small number. Um, and originals are as scarce as. Well, that's what I mean about this is next year's ninetieth anniversary. It would be a great thing and a, and a good fundraiser for either the Ghost Club or, or the SPR. To, uh, uh, I think the problem is who's got the actual rights to it. Um, it's you know, still uh, by now. It's it's absolutely uh, public well, domain. You might think so, but a number of publishers have bought rights to Harry's works uh, down the really? years, which, which probably would include um, all of his you know, all of his published works, and that would that would inevitably include the Blue Book. Um, and that's been one of the reasons why there have been uh, not many reproductions of Price's books. I think there could be something, or it's certainly you know um, feasible that something could be done for the hundredth anniversary. Uh, but would you take that as 1928, which was the commencement of the Price involvement in Borley, or, or perhaps 1938, which was the commencement of his year-long investigation and the actual writing of the Blue Book? Yeah, I'd definitely be going by then. Um, so yeah, it's exciting times, but like it's six hundred and five. The the guidebook is is much overdue because the last edition was written in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, um, and so you know it, it's it's worth re revisiting the techniques and skills because in the original book, um, if you doubted the integrity of a witness uh, or you thought that they were tampering, and uh, could be something to this, you could tie them up and put a bag over their head to prevent them from tampering with the experiments. Interesting. Yeah, so bagging ah. and tying was very much in vogue. Ah, there's the music. Looks like we got to go. Hey. So we want to wish all our listeners happy Halloween or Samhain or whatever the hell you'll celebrate. Yeah. And tell us about your orbing experiences. Yeah, till then. Good night. God bless. Peace and light. Love and light. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.